Anyone who knows anything about me will tell you that I've had Welcome sleep issues Dunzo. my entire life, and I'm talking about sleep issues, and breakups, of it takes me lovers forever and to fall asleep once I'm in bed, and all the I'm the king of a good toss and turn. I probably spend more time twitching from side to side than actually sleeping, which is sad. And all of that has changed now that Helix has come into my life. Helix is a sleep quiz that takes all of two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep. Okay, you guys, to welcome to whatever episode Here's number this is of Dunzo. Why waste your money on a mattress made for somebody else? And with Helix, you're getting I, a mattress you can guarantee will be perfect for your body. Because it always feels Helix special understands that it, every like, person today, is unique, so they have several different mattress really, models like, to choose I've from. Never done anything they like have this soft, before. medium, and firm mattresses. They have mattresses that are great for cooling down if you sleep hot. And they have Helix Plus for the plus size. The princess of Dunzo. I took the Helix Plus. And also, as we've established, I move around all night. So, to finally be able to experience what it feels like to lay in bed and just enjoy the position you're in until you wake up the next day, that's folklore to me. The mattress yeah. I had before my Helix looked Hulu like it came straight out of the basement of a frat house. And I'm, I'm not trying kidding. to it was really, really time to upgrade. And this is by far the nicest mattress is. I've ever owned. And if you're in the market for a mattress, go ahead and take the quiz. Order the mattress you're matched to, and it comes right there to your door, like shipped for free. And, I'm just gonna let and you'll it right never out. need a mattress store but again. Helix is awesome, but you don't have to take my word for it, gal pal. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash dunzo, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your entire life, I promise you. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't like it, but I can guarantee you will, so you don't even have to worry so Helix is offering up to two hundred dollars like off Britain all mattress Q&A. orders and, and two free pillows for yeah. our listeners. At and uh, by the way, also, I'm not like claiming. I'm not claiming to know. If I don't know something, I'm gonna tell you that I don't know it. I'm not gonna like sit here and pretend that I. I always say that I've never had my ear to the door. I'm just observer. Okay, but like that being said, Troy, like I, whenever I tip off any of my friends to like perhaps a YouTube channel you turned me on to, or like an article or any bit of information. I'm like my friend, Troy McGeady, who's my Britney Spears, like spirit guide, like showed me this piece of information. And I just want to say to all the listeners, like anywhere else you've heard Britney information on the airwaves, like you're probably missing something. If you haven't listened to Troy's Britney episodes of Dunzo. So like go back and listen to those two. Cause they're amazing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You've taught me so much. I've, for me, like learning about Brittany to the degree that I have through you as my spirit guide, um, has like been my proudest accomplishment of quarantine. Like some people baked bread. I learned a lot about Brittany Spears and you know what? Like Troy, I've fallen down the most intense, like, like I can't stop thinking about it now. Like if, okay. Do you watch the show like search party? No, I don't. Okay. Well, listeners, if you watch search party, like if Britney Spears is Chantal, the one who goes missing, I'm Dory, Alia Shawkat's character, who's like obsessed with figuring it out, and, like okay. solving the mystery and like finding her. Like I just need justice to be served, and we need I to know. free Britney. I feel like you, like I dropped a a tiny drop of blood on your tongue, and now you have a bloodlust, and I'm I, I'm obsessed. Can't stop. I like, still haven't I'm watched obsessed. Madonna Truth or Dare yet because I'm like I could watch that, but I could also try and find more Britney content. Well, because once you start, like, once it starts, it's so hard to stop because it's so, 
I mean, I, I can never think of a way to describe it besides saying, like, it's, she's a human Rubik's Cube. Yes. And, like, everybody wants to get, every Britney fan wants to get to the bottom of it, and they want to figure it out, and they all, all of us think that we have, like, our finger on it, you know? Yeah. And, and honestly, I mean, we saw it in the documentary, You Don't Fuck With Cats, where if you can get the internet behind a cause, mm-hmm. you can literally solve mysteries and crimes. And I yeah. think collectively within the Britney community, like that we all, I mean, you, I don't even want to say we, cause I'm not as much of a Britney super fan as everyone else on the internet, but like collectively <laughs> the, the Britney stands like, know what's up. Yeah. I pull one over on you guys. Yes. The Britney stands know what's up. The Britney stands have been doing the free Britney thing since, I mean, I always say like, it's hard to even gauge like when like everybody's free Britney journey started if you're mm-hmm. a real hardcore stand because she's been so mistreated since she was a kid so it's hard to kind of pinpoint when you started noticing that or like trying to defend it I guess it like literally makes me like sick to my stomach like what this woman has been put through and yeah like you said since childhood and I messaged you shortly before we started recording because I was watching Britney Spears Driven of the VH1 special um and you mentioned how they're always like Britney was so driven and it's like no she was shoved into this from a very very young age and didn't get to be a kid but I was telling you I just think like Lynn Spears is so full of shit and it's so fucking dark watching her get interviewed about like young Britney Jane because it's like Mm -hmm. they both her and Jamie it's like you guys did this like you fucking did this yeah and like you know why you did it you did it because you guys were broke yeah you know and you had this really talented little girl who just so happened to be able to do everything every extracurricular activity you put her in yeah you raised an obsessive like uh, perfectionist yeah and I think what's really interesting we'll get into like my actual questions um shortly it's not my show but (laughs) (laughs) but I was watching I've been watching a lot of Britney and Kevin Chaotic because there's so much on YouTube. And mm-hmm. it's really fascinating to watch because I think for me as someone who's new to this free Britney journey, um, right. I'm tr- I, what I'm trying to find is when did the light start to leave her eyes? Like when mm-hmm. did this very intense shift happen? And watching Chaotic is fascinating because she's such a free spirit. Like mm-hmm. she's joking around. There's just this like light about her. She's talking about all the good sex she's had. Like she's yeah. just, she seems so herself in chaotic. Yeah. Wouldn't you, would you say that, that that's like a very authentic like portrayal of Britney at that time? I would say like maybe one of the most true portrayals ever. Yeah. And it's funny that you say that because when you, when you watch a bunch of stuff, about her kind of like back to back throughout the years you either notice it or you don't but there is a dimming of the light Mm -hmm. there's a light that goes out Mm -hmm. and that's a really really sad thing it's so hard I think to pinpoint exactly when I think it started happening during well I think that it, it really really happened during circus is when you saw her just sort of like succumb to the idea that she may not ever be free like yeah the fact that she went through all of that shit uh, the year prior mm-hmm. almost died every day mm-hmm. and made it out but then they were like oh no sweet you gotta get back to work uh, it's sick 
like I think at that point, like for the record time is when you really see she's still there. And I always say that that would have been the, the perfect, perfect time to, to step in because mm-hmm. she was still there and she was still herself. Yeah. And she still had all of her wits about her. She was just dim. Yeah. And, you know, that would have been a good time to step in and like take a break and like figure out her mental health and all the stuff. But I guess that's when I would say it started to dim. And then beyond that, you see it just like, it's gone. Like it, <sighs> it's gone. Like it is. I mean, it's as much as we don't want to admit it. It, it makes is. me cry. Like I almost cried earlier. Like it just makes me so sad. I would say, you know, and you mentioned this in uh, in one of your Britney and Justin episodes where Britney is in the category of young performers who didn't make it, but she's still alive, like very mm-hmm. much like an Amy Winehouse or a Marilyn Monroe. Um, and, you know, in the Amy documentary, there's a point where her friends like tell her parents, like, Amy can't go on this tour. Like, what the, f- oh, like, yeah. She, yeah. she's sick. Like, she can't. And then they like, wrote the song rehab and it became like a joke that like Amy's not going to rehab. And it's the kind of thing where it's like, just sad that it didn't feel like there was anyone in Britney's corner to be like, she can't fucking work. Like what? No, she needs to go like get well. Yeah. It's unimaginable. It's, it's crazy to think that your child could like cheat death a bunch of times and like, you don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, it's an unimaginable thing. And it's also so weird because at the time, like, we were all so brainwashed by the Jamie Spears of it all Mm -hmm. that everybody was like, oh, my God, like, he's such an amazing A concerned parent, yeah. Right, like, he's so selfless. He, you know, gave up what he was doing, which, like, are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Being in debt and being a fucking drunk, like, what was he doing? Yeah, and, like, killing squirrels for dinner because he gambled (laughs) away their fucking money. Like, get out of here. Literally filing bankruptcy once a month. Like, yeah, it's wild. And I think like what we see in a lot of the child stars who made it out and who are okay, I think the common denominator is they had parents who were stable and mm-hmm. like were in, had the kind of relationship with their child star kids where like if their child wasn't doing well, they would take them out of it. Um, right. Like, if you hear, like, Jennifer Love Hewitt talk about her mom, like, her and her mom were super close, whereas I feel like Britney's parents just saw her as, like, a walking money bag and weren't willing to stop cashing in. Yeah, and it's fucked because for so long, she thought they were close. Yeah. And that's also really hard when you watch old Britney stuff, and, like, she's just so enamored by how incredible her mom is, and she thinks that her mom also, again, was, like, this selfless woman who took her to dance class because mm-hmm. she loved her so much and she was so brainwashed by her own life for so long mm-hmm. up until she wasn't and then it was too late yeah a hundred percent um last thing before we get into all my questions for you okay. um would you agree I think one of them there's so many upsetting Britney interview moments but I think one of the interviews that actually pisses me off the most is her Diane Sawyer interview where Diane Sawyer literally makes fun of her for like how sexualized she is to the point where Britney is sobbing and like is embarrassed. And I'm just like, all these fucking adults sexualized her at the age of 15 and basically like essentially forced her to be this like sexual object in order to have a career. Mm -hmm. And then they like reverse it and they're like, you're a little too sexy, young lady. Like, what are you doing? And it's like, I'm confused by it as like a consumer of Britney content. So how the fuck could you like 
Can you imagine how she must have felt as a literal child? I mean, yeah, to have your sexuality used as a tool. I mean, I always say, like, the craziest thing is that she that she had to use her virginity as a marketing tool against her will. Yeah. And then when it ended up that that didn't work out so great, she had to be the one to be like, well, I wish that I would have never had to have said anything, but I had to against my will because my team thought it would be good for marketing for me to be an underage virgin sex symbol. Like it's fucking wild. But no, the Diane Sawyer interview is just, it's like, it's hard for me to even sit through. It's so... It's just like the peak of what the culture was at that time too. Yeah. You know, because Britney is so representative of like early internet, the way women were treated, just mm-hmm. all of that stuff. Like she's such a face of that. Yeah. And yeah, Diane Sawyer had an agenda and was like, I'm gonna fucking make this this kid cry on TV. Yes. And you know, like Britney's whole thing was, you know, like you say, like, yes, ma'am and no, ma'am and yes, Mm -hmm. sir. And no, sir. And so it's like her trying to be like gracious and sweet and bubbly Mm -hmm. and Britney and keep it together while Diane Sawyer like rakes her across the coals. Mm -hmm. Like it's just fucked up. Um, my first question for you, someone who was in Britney's corner and actually wasn't a terrible person was Felicia. Will you, let the listeners know like who's Felicia so Felicia was a friend of Brittany's mom as when they were in Kentwood and she basically was hired as the she was hired as like her second mom like she was hired as a person to go on the road and like watch out for her and work as a an assistant in quotes but like she was there to be Brittany's the closest thing she had to like a parent Mm mm-hmm she was her best friend. She was her guardian. She was her assistant. She was her, you know, tour manager. I mean, she was everything. She was the person that made sure she got up in the morning. She was the person that made her coffee. She was the person that, unfortunately, I also think as sweet as Felicia was, you know, Felicia had a job to do. And I definitely think um, there are, this pains me to say, because I love Felicia. Everybody loves nope. Felicia. Tell me everything though. <laughs> I but I know. do think like that Miley Black Mirror episode with Ashley O. Like, yeah, like I feel like there were just tiny tinges of that in her relationship with Felicia and when Miley and her like was her like her, her manager in the episode. Mm-hmm. Um because she was the person who would like knock on the door and really like softly tell her, like, hey, like you gotta get up at 4 a.m. and you're gonna be working for 22 hours. You know, she was the one that they would send in to kind of deliver the bad news. Mm-hmm. You know, she was good at coaxing her into working. Yeah. I mean, that's that's fucked up then. If Felicia's not actually 100% benevolent, then that's really dark too, because then that leads me to say, like, literally there was no one in Britney's corner who, like, entirely had her best interests at heart. That being said, what do you think ultimately made Felicia choose to step away from her role as Britney's assistant? I think that once Felicia realized how like truly out of control the whole gig was mm-hmm. and how far gone Britney was to the dark side, mm-hmm. I think she felt, I mean, she had given up her life for her, you know? Yeah. Like Felicia didn't date. She didn't have children. She didn't do anything on her own. I mean, she, her life was Britney for like, tw- like 20 years. So. And when I did she was- ultimately step away? 
Um, she left sort of at the peak of Britney's like 2007 moment. Like she had to release a public statement and say like, you know, if she doesn't want to get help and if she doesn't want to help herself, there's like literally nothing that any, any of us can do. And at that point she didn't really have a team around her. Mm -hmm. She fired everybody she knew. So, you know, Felicia was just sort of around until she wasn't. Um, but that being said, I just want to say, I do think that Felicia is like, on the scale of bad to good, I think Felicia is way more on the side of good and, you know, thank God for her being there for so many years because mm-hmm. I think she protected her and shielded her from a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so definitely not on the side of good. We also have Sam Lutfi, who is a key player. Can you explain who Sam is? <laughs> Sam Lutfi is a professional Gully. He's known for making his presence known in the lives of celebrities who are going through a dark time. Oh, he's really manipulative. It's really, I mean, nobody really knows, to be honest, like how she met him. Like nobody really knows how they really like connected or how it ended up that he was her manager. I think he just sort of decided one day that he was. I think he like slithered up to her at a club or something and <laughs> yeah. was just like, hey. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, um, you need a manager, right? You just fired yours. And he, yeah. I know that for like years prior to them actually like meeting, he was trying really hard to like get in. Mm-hmm. He was like reaching out to people on her team and like sending things to her house and stuff like that. And so he was her manager after Larry Rudolph or before? after he was her manager after she fired larry so she was like teamless she had nobody she had no uh, so she was in a vulnerable spot too when he like made his way in right because it's not like she'd ever really known a life of not having you know she'd been managed at that point for a decade so it was right like she was probably desperate for somebody to come in and you know switch things up yeah and then Sam Lutfi ended up drugging the shit out of her. Can you kind of explain that too? Yeah. So Sam Lutfi, during the time that, during the time that he was in her life, her home was just like a free for all. Like mm-hmm. people could come in and out. There were paparazzi that would come inside and look at her stuff. There were. Oh my God. Yeah. Like there were people, people could just walk in her home. Um, he managed who came and left. So he would, you know, invite whoever he wanted in the house and he had free reign over all of her stuff. He would take pictures of things. I mean, literally, like, I don't remember what year it was, but not that long ago, he was in a TMZ article or a TMZ video or something because he still has trash bags full of, like, notebooks, cell phones. He has a trash bag full of cell phones that were hers. Like, What a sicko. Yeah, he's psychotic, but uh, yeah, he was, he was providing her, during the peak of her, in quotes, going crazy, mm-hmm. she was on a lot of drugs, she was drinking a lot, mm-hmm. um, and she was being given just random doses of psych meds, like, like, really, really high doses at random times, totally, like, you know, whenever. A free-for-all, yeah. Free for all, yeah. 
and because because Brittany struggled and I'm sure still does struggle with like really terrible anxiety. And so I know yeah. that like in the in the early days, perhaps pre Sam, but I don't want to say that because who the fuck am I? But like she's been she had been given Prozac before, but right. Sam was giving her basically you're saying like a cocktail of prescription drugs. Yeah, and like pre Sam, she wasn't medicated correctly even. Right. Like, she was being given pills when she just felt, when they just felt like she needed one or whatever, when she was it's having not like, So it's not like she was on like a consistent regimen of like, how do I combat this anxiety in day-to-day life? Right. Like I'm going to take yeah. 10 milligrams of Prozac every day. Oh, sick. I know. Sick. I know. And how did Sam ultimately fuck off? Sam, so after her parents stepped in and decided like that they were going to, you know, start controlling her life they got a restraining order against him. Um, Lynn, I want to say, I, I mentioned this in an episode, I don't really remember, but I know that Lynn for sure said that she had gone to Brittany's house and they weren't really allowed to interact with her unless Sam was there. Like mm-hmm. that was a thing that he used to do where he would alienate people from their families. So, um, and he, he would act as a family mediator. <gasps> that was like a job title that he had given himself. Ew. So he wouldn't allow the family to interact with her unless he was around and he like yeah he was like I'm gonna mediate make sure that you guys get along if something happens that I don't like I'm gonna kick you out of the house <gasps> yeah so finally like they you know they filed a restraining order but but Lynn said that she went there and he made them either drinks or food I don't remember I think it was drinks and they felt really high after like they all <gasps> felt really fucked up and one of her friends came with her to the house and he like drugged them oh my god yeah and that was how she was able to confirm that he was definitely like putting stuff in Brittany's food yeah holy shit it's crazy well so and I'm sorry these questions are sort of in no particular order um so so I'm kind of jumping around here but as far as Brittany's Instagram goes today in 2021 Mm -hmm. Um, it's obviously very concerning, very confusing. Um, and what I think is confusing is, um, she clearly doesn't have control over her phone based on the conservatorship. So what's Mm -hmm. your theory on, on, whoa, my audio is being weird. Sorry about that. Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. You sound okay. Um, so what's your theory on like, what the fuck is going on with, her Instagram oh god okay so I know everybody has their own theory mine is that she doesn't control her Instagram at all Mm -hmm. um now this is like I said this is just I do not have my ear to the door this is just my thought Mm -hmm. I feel like Brittany does do things to try and communicate messages to the public I think that she I know for sure that she sends her she pre-does everything. So she'll record a bunch of stuff. She'll take a bunch of pictures and then give them to people to post, like to, to, because they have to check them to make sure that they're like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then they're the ones that I'll add all those like edits and shit to them. Um, So I do think that they, that she communicates weird things to the public with her posts because I don't know there are certain things like there are certain things that I feel like can't be denied like when she wrote help in her hat 
there's a literally a video of her like moving her hat back and forth over her face and when you zoom in on it it says help in it like i just got like chills i didn't even know know about that so like i definitely yeah i think that she has input but i don't think that she has control over it and i do think that they know how bad it makes her look i think that it's in the best interest of her team that Mm -hmm. she continues looking fucking crazy like, she can't just, like, look empowered and self-sufficient on Instagram because, you know, they're, then what? This conservatorship is more likely to not exist anymore, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, as Vicki Gumbelson once said, Satan loves confusion. And I feel as though that's, <laughs> Satan is at work. <laughs> Satan it's has gotten true. a hold of this kind girl from Kentwood, Louisiana. Yeah, it's true. Um, that's so, so wild. Yeah. I, cause, okay, wait, you posted a TikTok too, and I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but if you want to post it to your grid, when you drop this episode, perhaps you should, <laughs> but it's of that girl. It's like reenacted by someone else. And it was like, I got a job working for the oh, celebrity yeah. and that like, girl. yes. And it was like, yeah. you know, the team was basically like, you know, make sure you write weird fucking captions and use a bunch of weird emojis and you're never mm-hmm. going to get to meet the person. And like, it's just very shady the way everything was run. I would tell people to, her Instagram became so heightened at a certain point, mm-hmm. but I would tell people to like, just think back to her old posts. Like Brittany used to use Instagram all the time. Mm-hmm. And her videos were of her like running around on the beach with her kids and painting and you know, like, they were normal. I mean, they, they got weird. They weren't always weird, you know? So it's like, why the switch? Like, yes. why did her videos go from her literally laying on the beach and, like, kicking her feet around and playing tag with her kids and to then, then becoming really, really intensely weird? Like, yes. you know? with like the weird edits and the little fashion shows and the creepy yeah. backdrop and that big room that still has a Christmas tree up right now with the columns. It's just like, where are you? It's like a glorified right. dungeon. And you know why the eyeliner, like why, like she always looks kind of like unkempt and like, mm-hmm. listen, Brittany, live your life girl. But it it does feel like there's sort of a, uh, an agenda to make her look nuts. Yeah. I think for sure. Yeah, I would almost say that it's undeniable. Yeah, for sure. And I honestly, and that's something I kind of get confused by as like, you know, someone who's new to my Britney journey. I was obsessed with her as a kid, but I've been, you know, out of the loop for a while. Um, But like, there are so many Britney fans who will comment on her posts like, yes, queen, yes. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not, obviously, like if people want to encourage her and like offer her like love and warmth, of course, like I get it. But I'm like, are y'all not like worried? That's not my gig. Yeah, I hate it's, that. I don't, I don't even follow her because I get so upset. Like it makes me too sad. But I, of course, I check on her all the time. Yeah, yeah. I rarely, um, I rarely. It's like I'll give myself like once per day to check. You know, to see what weird thing was posted. But like, yeah, that's not. I I think that Britney's fan base, um, as much as we like love her, I also think there's a lot of people who are to blame for how Mm -hmm. out of control this has gotten because, you know, commenting yes queen on a video of her looking disheveled and something like posting something really scary is not helpful. No. And I, I, it feels like it's uh, like enabling 
whoever mm-hmm. the fuck is sort of running the show and it's definitely not britney yeah of being like oh queen of spinning or whatever it's like it's, it's not, not funny. funny it's like sad and i hate that she even has social media at this point to be honest with you me too and i know like i know she loves dancing but knowing what she physically used to be able to do as a dancer and i know she's like mm-hmm. 39 now but like I'm not here to, I'm not the dancing police, but knowing what she's capable of doing and then seeing how now it's sort of just a lot of spinning and like arm Mm -hmm. work and like gyrating, it's kind of just like, what happened? Yeah. I mean, it truly is like getting to know a completely different human being. Like it seriously feels like at some point she went in and just got a full lobotomy. I'm not even kidding. Yes. Like they went in and went, pink punk pink inside her brain and just changed a bunch of shit yeah you know yeah um you've also said historically like she plays games with the media she kind of always has but then it got away from her or got ahead of her Mm -hmm. um sorry i didn't quote you properly but can you kind of explain (laughs) that a little bit um yeah i used i've always said that i think for many years britney loved the media game and she was good at it Mm -hmm. and i think she not only loved it but had an appreciation for other people who were good at it like she's always said like even though Eminem is an asshole like Mm -hmm. it's it's he knows he plays the game and he knows what he's doing and it's not to say that that's what he's like you when you meet him Mm -hmm. but he'll be like that on stage at the VMAs because that's his gig you know yeah I think that Britney really loved the media game I think Mm -hmm. she had a lot of fun with like the the push and pull, the back and forth, like the chase, mm-hmm. the controversy, you know, showing up somewhere and having the whole world talk about it the next day. I think she really enjoyed it mm-hmm. up until it felt like it had completely gotten out of control and she had lost control of it. Yeah. Um, when it became like the world almost playing the game with her instead of the reverse, you know? Right. When would you say like the media turned on her in your mind? Oh God. See, that's like, that's so hard to say. It's loaded. You know, because it's like, when were they ever really, I don't think they've ever really been on her side, to be honest. Like they built her up to like break her down, basically. Yeah. Because who better to, you know, to watch fall than like the girl who's been presented as perfect. You know, it's like, what a a beautifully tragic story. Yeah. Um, I would say they officially turned on her though, the minute she met kevin mm-hmm. i mean i would say like it became oh no we need to like punish her like i've always said that the public has a real sort of like paternal relationship to her yeah and it's like you know when she was dating a boy that we didn't like we we needed to let her know until they yeah. broke up you know yeah and and it is interesting britney's so fascinating obviously for a million reasons but like She's so, she has such an insane work ethic. She's such a perfectionist. She's been mm-hmm. like bred like a, like a Russian ice skater, like from birth yeah. to be yes. who she became. Um, and yet there is this like very free spirited bohemian side of her that just wants to like fuck shit up a little bit. And I think right. Kevin, yeah. Kevin really brought that out in her. Like, cause I think yeah. she liked that people were like, who the fuck is this like Joe Schmo like dancer guy? And you, I mean, like with you having watched Brittany and Kevin chaotic now mm-hmm. recently, you can kind of attest to that, right? Like she definitely it feels like she is like oh i'm like a woman now yes 
I'm a woman. I'm not a girl anymore. Like I'm a fucking grown ass woman. Like I'm a man and mm-hmm. he's not in the business. He's normal. And mm-hmm. you know, he's like not interested in being famous. So she, so she thought, um, breaks my heart. He just, like wants me and like, you know, and he's hot and like, we have great sex and like, I'm an adult woman now. You know, I think she felt so, first of all, everybody who knows Britney knows that she loves hard. She is like, yes, she's in love with somebody. It's all day, all night, every day, every moment. I want to be with you. I want to be having sex with you. I want to be talking about the sex that we're having. I want to be living in the fucking bask of our relationship every moment. And when they're not, she spirals out of control. Mm-hmm. And I think Kevin made her feel just like, a grown-ass woman, honestly. Yeah. It's really endearing watching old episodes of Chaotic, like, specifically when Kevin joins her on tour, like, on a whim, and she gets really nervous when he's going to be in the audience to, like, watch her perform. <laughs> yeah. Because, because, you know, yeah, I think it's, like, she, you know, grew up with Justin Timberlake, her first love, and it's, like, mm-hmm. they perform together all the time, but, like, having, mm-hmm. like, the boy you, like, watch you at your concert, like, that's nerve-wracking, and it's really sweet to see her be, like, yes, I'm a woman, but also I'm, like, really nervous, because I think this guy's really hot and, like, mature and cool. Yeah, and she's, like, up on stage in his fitted cap, and yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it was just, it's, it's really, looking back, it's crazy. Obviously, I mean, I was really young. We were, we were young during that time. Mm-hmm. And of course I participated in the like, we've got to take Kevin down thing because it felt like our girl was running off with the fucking, with one of the T-birds. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. He's not like, worthy of our queen. Yeah. You know, it, but looking back, it's like, wow, it was such innocent love. Mm-hmm. Like it was such innocent love and it was so much more of her just like exploring. Like even the conversations that they have, even though they're ridiculous and they think that they're being, they, they literally think that they are having like Madonna Guy Ritchie level. Like profound like, conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Like about philosophy and life and the meaning yeah. of all here and all that stuff. Like they sound like idiot kids. Yeah. But it's like, it's her exploring a part of herself that she's never been able to. Mm-hmm. That's all, you know? And it's just sad that we couldn't just allow her to go through whatever that was supposed to be. And if they weren't going to be together, then so be it. I know. Yeah. And I think, and I think because K-Fed was at least, I'm going to be optimistic here at the beginning of their relationship, perhaps like, I think he was just as shocked as she was that they were together, or at least it seems on chaotic. And so it's like, she's finally with someone who like, she's worthy just because she's herself, not because of, you know, business related things. Whereas I feel like with Justin Timberlake, I would imagine there had to have been some weird competitive edge there as well. Like, I think it's a blessing and a curse dating someone within your industry who like gets it, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I agree with that too. I think, um, you know, I, I, it's been years now, but Molly and I re recapped all of Britney and Kevin chaotic and, Uh. My biggest takeaway from that was like, wow, like poor Kevin in a lot of ways. Like this guy was a broke backup dancer from Fresno with a pregnant girlfriend. And like Mm -hmm. what he did was shitty as far as like leaving his family. Mm -hmm. But like Britney Spears asked him to go on a European tour with her and all like their time would consist of literally fucking all day and all night, partying, doing all the drugs, drinking Mm -hmm. all the liquor and traveling around fucking Europe and staying in the presidential suite of hotels like his life 
in one random day was a whirlwind. He was the most famous person in the entire world in so one crazy. day. So crazy. Yeah. Um, another question, another person in Britney's, uh, oh, also, sorry, in regards to the media, there is an infamous uh, go into the light video of Britney's. And um, I, as a, a viewer, it kind of seems like a point where Britney was like, yes, fucking with the media, but also was like, I'm about to fucking snap. Like, I can't mm-hmm. do this anymore. Will you explain kind of the significance of that video? Yeah, that was actually kind of the perfect way to describe it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was her. For one thing, she used to do this thing that would make me belly laugh where she like, she had a really strong understanding of the fact that she was marketed as, marketed as this like blonde, doe-eyed, good girl. Mm-hmm. So she, whenever she was like making fun of Britney Spears, the brand, she would always do that Valley Girl thing, mm-hmm. you know, of being like, where's Lindsay Lohan? Oh my God. Like, just like, <laughs> I'm an Hollywood girl. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the significance of that video was, yeah, it was her being like, I'm on the fucking verge. Like, mm-hmm. I've come to realize that everybody around me is a lying piece of shit mm-hmm. i've realized that people are taking my money people are nobody around me has my best interests, and the people that i've known for 20 years that have been with me every day the people that i would consider to be like family do not give a shit about me and i think it was a a message more so to like her management mm-hmm. i think it was a message to her parents into Larry of like fucking Larry stop fucking with me you know what I mean like I'll do something worse than a t- than a an x17 interview in an alleyway behind a restaurant bitch I'll mm-hmm. really like you should stop you know it was like mm-hmm. a warning yes totally an act of rebellion I love a Britney yeah. act of rebellion which I feel like uh inviting k-fed on tour was an act of rebellion too totally it was like I can totally. date anyone and I will you yeah. Get on my jet. <laughs> you and the wife beater. Yeah. Fuck Justin Timberlake, that noodle-headed fuck. <laughs> She's like, sir, with the straw fedora, could you come here, please? Yeah. Um, another uh, truly dark presence in Britney's life is uh, Lou Taylor. Let's get into it. Who the fuck okay. is Lou Taylor? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm already turning like, like flushed with anger. <laughs> so Lou Taylor is a woman who for a long time went out of her way to make herself a part of Britney's orbit she really 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 tried every way possible to get into that team and take control of what was going on I think she obviously saw a really vulnerable situation a dismantling of everything that was going on and you know she took it as an opportunity to step in and say, I want all that money, and I want all that control. Wow, like, a vulnerable young girl, like, yes, please. And that was her whole gig. She's, like, she was, like, the leader or co-leader of, like, a crazy, super abusive, brainwashy, um, just, like, one of those, like, crazy, scary churches. Terrifying. Yeah. So, basically, she spent years essentially stalking Britney, emailing her sending her stuff to the point where britney felt very unsafe and unsettled Mm -hmm. um yeah and then how did she ultimately uh break through 
Anyone who knows anything about me will tell you that I've had sleep issues my entire life, and I'm talking major sleep issues. It takes me forever to fall asleep once I'm in bed, and I'm the king of a good toss and turn. I probably spend more time switching from side to side than actually sleeping, which is sad. And all of that has changed now that Helix has come into my life. Helix is a sleep quiz that takes all of two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect matches for you. Here's the thing, why waste your money on a mattress made for somebody else? With Helix, you're getting a mattress you can guarantee will be perfect for your body. Helix understands that every person is unique, so they have several different mattress models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses. They have mattresses that are great for cooling you down if you sleep hot. And they have Helix Plus for the plus size folks. I took the Helix quiz and got matched with the Helix Plus mattress because I wanted something that felt really nice and firm. And also, as we've established, I move around all night. So to finally be able to experience what it feels like to lay in bed and just enjoy the position you're in until you wake up the next day, that's folklore to me. The mattress I had before my Helix looked like it came straight out of the basement of a frat house. I'm not kidding. It was really, really time to upgrade. And this is by far the nicest mattress I've ever owned. If you're in the market for a mattress, go ahead and take the quiz, order the mattress you're matched to, and it comes right to your door, shipped for free. And you'll never need a mattress store again. Helix is awesome, but you don't have to take my word for it, gal pal. It was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Go to helixsleep.com slash dunzo, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your entire life, I promise you. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't like it, but I can guarantee you will, so you don't even have to worry about that. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dunzo. Well, a lot of people believe that she fucked Jamie. Mm -hmm. That's the internet theory that she, um, her way in was Jamie because he was vulnerable. He's a guy. He's an old Mm -hmm. drunk hillbilly. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people believe that she not only had sex with him, but also like, was like, look, like it's in your best interest that you let me in to do this. Like, like we will work together and make money off of this fucking cash cow. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, and the really scary thing about her is that if you do research on the church that she was a part of, you know, it's all like like women who have been abused and been raped and molested and um, like girls who have escaped sex trafficking and all of this stuff. And it's them just making, just abusing these women 20 oh. times worse and like using all of these weird like manipulation tactics to make them feel like what they did was wrong. Oh. And- sex trafficked as kids and like a lot of physical abuse it's like that school that Paris Hilton went to it's like one of those kind of situations you know very religion based um so a lot of people have drawn parallels to the way that Britney has been isolated Mm -hmm. to you know the way that she would isolate girls at her camp a lot of it is really similar it's a very similar style of abuse what a psycho. And I'm sure too, I mean, the Spears family being from Kentwood and being good Christians, and I'm putting that mm-hmm. in air quotes, everyone. Um, 
is a perfect angle for Lou Taylor to be able to worm her way into that family. Like I'm a good Christian woman. Like mm-hmm. I'm Southern too. Like I totally exactly. know what Brittany needs. And it's like, no, you fucking don't. You crazy bitch. Mm-hmm. She needs a Lord. Yeah. Get the fuck. Away. Well, and in the go into the light video, Brittany's like, I found Jesus. Like uh-huh. Uh-huh. making fun of it. Mm-hmm. <gasps> darkness um so lou taylor is still involved though right she's still in the circle yeah lou taylor is still involved um she's been exposed and i know that she's been like she's posted on her instagram and stuff of like you know these crazy britney fans making up these rumors and lies like you guys are psychotic none of what you think is true so she has been exposed which is good and she's had people just fucking ripping her ass open on the internet every day Um, but yeah, she's still involved and the goal, you know, with Free Britney is to get her out of the picture. Mm -hmm. I hope she will. So I guess like, and I still have plenty of questions. Sorry. I don't know what the time limit is on this. I want to go back a little bit. Um, just some specifics. Um, because ultimately I'm going to ask you what it is you want for Britney or how you could see this going well. Um, but first what do you think was the catalyst for her voice change? Cause we know that she was forced mm-hmm. into this baby singing voice as part of her Lolita, like sexy baby image um, mm-hmm. of the nineties, but now she's like stuck in it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know what you think about that. Okay. Britney's voice is an interesting thing. I feel like this is something that like people ask me about a lot. So this is good that we should talk. We should talk mm-hmm. about this. So, Britney is a Broadway-trained singer. She, as a kid, was on Broadway. She's a sh- like a show tunes kid. That's mm-hmm. how she was trained to sing. And her voice was always super deep. She had a really deep, um, I, like, honestly, not that much, like, higher than, like, a Tony Braxton level. Like, it was, like, really deep. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't marketable as a 90s pop sound because they wanted to create what the sound would be with Britney. And they're like, well, we want the the sound of the 90s to be this, like, sexy baby girl thing. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the biggest problem is that Britney was so good at it. And she's I like, say, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, she's so uh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. Thanks. I've been working on it. I've been going around my house all day being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, she was so good at that fucking thing that they wanted her to do. And over time, it changed a lot. I think that a lot of people, if you haven't, like, really listened to all of her music, it changed over time. Like, at the beginning, it was definitely there, but there were still signs of, like, Britney. She was Mm -hmm. still singing her. It was just, like, this sort of, like, pop sound. And then it, over time, became more and more sort of, like, Minnie Mouse, robotic, to the point that she became full Fimbot. I would say by the time... Femme Fatale happened. I was going to say. I mean, she was full, literal Fembot. Like, yeah. a robot was singing. Um, if her at all. That's a whole other story. But uh, Yeah, you're like, subject for another day. <laughs> Part eight of this. Um, yeah. But no, yeah, so it changed a lot over time. And now she has this weird, like, this weird, nervous, tight speaking, like, Almost like, like a trembling 
it's yeah it's like she like wants to say more but like she can't and i'm not trying to make fun of her it yeah, feels no, like her but, vocal yeah. cords are like being crushed and if you look at like early videos of her she's like yeah cool like she yeah, was exactly. so much like she was so free and that's what's so yeah. disturbing about it yeah she she's very like just like tightly wound it's just yeah very, like, you know yeah. um but yeah her her voice is like that whole thing is just so wild like to watch the progression of what they did to her singing voice mm-hmm. to the point that she sort of lost the ability to sing like her natural self i don't think she remembers how to anymore oh it makes me so sad because it does even though she's still walking this earth um and i want her to be healthy and well which she's not healthy and well but she's still with us Mm-hmm. Uh, it does still feel like a death. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. part of why I get so fascinated by watching earlier footage of her because it's like, a, it's a different person. And I just can't wrap my head around how and why she changed this much, even though we've been talking about it for almost an hour now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think that there's any better way to put it. Like, I can admit that I sort of live in this, like, romanticized version of her because mm-hmm. I don't, like... You know, it's like, I don't, I don't like leaving a certain time period when it comes to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I just sort of don't even acknowledge certain things, even though I know them and I've listened to the albums and stuff. Like, I just sort of like put it in a box and, and push it away. Cause I'm like, it's not, mm-hmm. she died. Like she did. Like a, a, there's a massive part of her that died. And that's why, I mean, I say it jokingly, but it's like, I call her the pet cemetery version of herself because it is like she died and then came back this like sort of version of herself that's a little bit recognizable if you squint yeah you know but it's like not her totally it like i'm like about to cry um do you think the every time video and even the lucky video were concerning at the time do you think they were a red flag or do you think it was britney i mean like fucking with the media and stuff no, I think that they were concerning and a red flag for her fans. Yeah. And I think that they were really vocal about it. And Even lucky, even something that early? Maybe not so much lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's more of like a looking back, like, wow, how did, you know, like a head tilty kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, a little, a little prophetic. But every time yeah. she wanted to die in the end, and then they were yeah. like, no, that's too dark. You have to come out of the bathtub at the end. So you thought that was a red flag? Yeah, I mean when I found out that she wanted to commit suicide in the video, I was like, okay, this is like really bad. Like this is like really getting out of control. Yeah. And she was definitely trying to like express something, you know, and that was also around the time that she was writing a lot on her website and she was releasing a lot of like poetry and, and it was really dark poetry and it was really sad about being lost and, manipulated and you know poems about her dad and all of this stuff and she was definitely trying to communicate to whoever would listen that she wasn't happy you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. what were the years that she was writing the poetry like before 2007 oh yeah she started doing that I used to pay for it so I don't I don't remember the exact year I would say maybe like oh five I want to say oh four um she had like a thing on her website that you would pay for and you could just like yeah and it was stream letter. of consciousness is what it was called yes yes, yes. stream of consciousness yes. um yeah she would yeah she would write poems about her dad him like passing down 
habits and you know and being like rebellious and and the voodoo that her family did on her I mean like all metaphorical stuff for just being manipulated and lied to and addiction mm-hmm. a lot of really dark shit and they scrubbed a lot of it from the internet like you really had to save it and the ones that went public like the ones that got picked up by media reports they were edited so intensely like they would take giant chunks of these letters or poems out and re-edit them for like like tmz that's so fucked up so crazy i can't imagine i mean i think like also what's so disturbing about the britney of it all is that like i remember as a kid just thinking like there was no one cooler on this entire earth there was no one more beautiful no one more talented Mm -hmm. and to see someone like you said presented as so perfect fall from grace the way she did is just like i can't say enough how upsetting it is um do you think that um sorry i'm looking at all my questions here let me just hold on these are all the questions i've texted you in the last like year of this journey (laughs) i found them all in our texts um so you said you led me to this youtube channel um called what was it called deep dive oh yeah 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 and they have several Britney like hour long videos that are terrific. Terrific. Yeah. Um, and you said like I don't based on watching these, I now don't know if she's ever gonna be able to get out of this conservatorship. And we had this conversation like maybe a couple months ago. Do mm-hmm. you still think that? And if so, like what makes you think that she's stuck in it? She feels stuck in it to me in a way that is just so like it's like so much about what she has been able to say and do for the past decade has been so manipulated and controlled that Mm -hmm. it goes so far beyond our comprehension because it's like contracts and you know shit like that that we don't even get to see so to find out that like even more of what she was going through was manipulated and 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 she had even less control than I thought Mm -hmm. I was like fuck even less it was worse than I actually even thought it was yeah um I don't know it just seems like they have their their nails in her so deep Mm -hmm. that I just can't fathom if they've been able to do this publicly for this long and they've had this this movement now have get picked up and like they know that the whole world knows that they're abusing this girl yeah and they can say whatever they want but they know that the jig is up everybody knows you know, there are a lot of people that have known for a very long time that she's been in this abusive situation, but now the world knows. Everybody mm-hmm. knows. Free Britney is like a household name thing now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, for them to s- still be able to like manipulate the courts and keep it going with the visibility, it just feels so, it feels helpless. Yeah. And like, as much as I want to be positive about it, I've tried to be positive about it for a decade. Yeah. You know, and I'm just at a point where I'm like trying to be a little bit more realistic about it. And I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, of course, I, w- I would love for it to just be to go away. But I just think it's like easier said than done, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, fuck, I feel like I should have asked that question. I have another question that like is less related to the conservatorship, but it is like kind of kind of related Okay. In the, the Make Me video, there are two uh-huh. cuts of it. There's the one that her team ended up throwing together, but there's the original that was Britney's concept directed mm-hmm. by David LaChapelle. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that cuts on YouTube, everyone. You can watch it. Yeah. It's but so it good. involves, oh, it's so good. It involves like Brittany in a cage and she really clearly wanted them to like see that she was in a cage mm-hmm. and it involves like jungle animals and she's in this like shitty apartment building and it's kind of like meta. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on like that video, like the La Chapelle edit of Make Me? Um, well, the wacky weird parts of it are very David LaChapelle. If you've watched mm-hmm. any of his old videos, like it's very like, like that sort of, um, I, I, I call it like artistic chaos. There's always like this crazy manic insanity going on. Like mm-hmm. in the dirty video, there's like people mud wrestling behind her and women, like there's strong women and there are people hanging from shit. I mean, it's like shattering bottles on their heads. Like, yeah tears dry on their own i don't know if you've ever seen that amy winehouse video i actually haven't so it's very david la chapelle it's literally her just walking down a street mm-hmm. and everything around her is fucking insane there are sex workers walking by there are people selling drugs behind her there are people fighting mm-hmm. there are like people talking it's just like manic cha- like chaotic artistic shit going on mm-hmm. um so it's definitely got that vibe but yeah i feel like britney for a really long time for years I mean, I guess as far back as every time, but for years, she's always been trying to communicate in her music videos, if they allow her, this, like, trapped thing. She's always, like, wanting to be in cages, mm-hmm. you know, and things like that, or in chains or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember them saying that she wanted to pull the video because she thought it was too sexual. Mm. Like, the, the version, like, the... the the like version that they edited together was like too sexual, which I guess I understand because she's literally naked in mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. She's naked and wearing pasties. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I get it, but like, yeah, she's she's always tried to communicate through her videos and stuff. This like this feeling of being held captive. Yeah. Well, so so ultimately, like air quotes, she decided to pull it and do the other one that's like a little more safe and boring. Yeah, pretty much. And then, so I also asked you this yesterday. There's a video of her and her Instagram from, I think, a handful of months ago where she's like, hey, I know some of you have been concerned about me, but, like, I'm fine. Like, I'm doing really good, and I'm sending you, like, love and wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked you, do you think they forced her to do that? It's so hard to say. Okay, so there's a part of me that believes, A, yes, mm-hmm. that they do, right? That they force mm-hmm. her to do that. To just say, like, hey, Brittany, like, even if it's not like gun to your head, like get on the, the camera and say that you're fine. Yeah. Even if it's like people are talking, they think that you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's saying that you're so crazy. You look nuts and all and whatever. Um, can you just hop on camera really quick and say that you love your fans and that you're fine and, you know, just make them feel better. There's a part of me that thinks it's a little bit of that. Yeah. And then there's also a part of me that thinks that she's so isolated and knows so little about what's going on in not only like the world but her world yeah a lot of times I think that we sometimes know more about her life than her I always wonder that too like does she have access to like a television or a computer or a phone or like anything that would show Mm -hmm. her that we're all out here being like we're trying to help you I mean I remember Jason Alexander saying that like she knows about it Mm -hmm. like he's spoken to her and that she said like I know that everybody like I know the free Britney thing and I know what everybody's saying and like that she supported it mm. and like she agreed with what, what everybody thought but even still I think that there's like 
she just she's so isolated from the general public that I can't imagine she knows I don't know I even though that may sound crazy today to say because it's her life but you know what I mean yeah for sure and also because we don't know like what this drugging that's been going on for years has done to her brain like I don't Mm -hmm. even know like what level her brain can function at right now and like how with it she really is you know Mm -hmm. um can I ask also sorry one more music video question why was the break the ice video animated oh break the ice okay so that was around the time that Britney started sort of like rebelling against the idea that she wasn't allowed to put out the kind of music she wanted to put out Mm -hmm. so she would tell them like I want this to be a single Mm-hmm. And she just got really fed up with the idea that she had no control, that mm-hmm. they would just be like, no. Or like, if she wanted to do a certain kind of album, they'd be like, no, you can't. We need another pop album. Like she had been trying for years to do like a more hip hop album, Ugh. a funky album, as she calls it. Um, and they wouldn't. So she was, so she found that a way that she could like gain some control was to just not do stuff. That's so, so sad. She was like, I don't want Break the Ice to be a single. And they were like, well, it's going to be. So she just refused to do the music video. And they literally animated her into it. That's so and on top of it, wild. Animated a, a video about her being cloned. And how, like, no matter what, there's a million versions of her. Like, they, it was almost like even, like, more of a slap in the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Oh, for sure. They're basically just like, we can make content without you. Like, we don't really mm-hmm. care that you don't want to be here. We're going to figure this like, out. Yeah, we literally own you. Yeah. Oh, oh. Um, that kind of like um, is a good segue into my next question. I have two questions left after this one. Okay. All right. I'll never stop. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Please don't. I'm like, you're going to get like seven questions via text <laughs> message, like right after we stop recording. <laughs> um, why are two DVDs that I'm on the hunt for, uh, mm-hmm. for the record, and Crossroads, so fucking hard and expensive to acquire. Dude, I don't know. I really, Crossroads, I'm not sure. I really genuinely don't know that one. That one, I feel like, has to be some kind of weird contract. Yes. Music, you know, because it's a music, um, a music movie. Like, I don't, I, there's Yeah, Zamba a, produced it. Yeah, so I think that has to be something to do with contracts. For the record, though, I really genuinely feel like they tried. That used to not be hard to find. I just got goosebumps. I used to watch that all the time. It used to be on YouTube in full all the time. I remember it. It was there. It had Spanish subtitles. <laughs> it was uh. on YouTube for years. A bunch of different versions of it. I mean, it was all over the internet. And then all of a sudden it just fucking disappeared it's so creepy i know it's so weird and that's fucked because that's like i mean for the record is like one of the only times she's ever been able to express herself like super candidly yeah i am literally planning on using my stimulus check to buy the for the record dvd for fucking 70 dollars like i (laughs) i need it I need it. I need to know what was said as if it's going to offer me any clues that I haven't already seen. But I'm like, when did the lights go out? I need to fucking know. <laughs> please, 
make me a bootleg and then send me a DVD that says like for the record on it and like permanent marker on yes. the, the disc. Yeah, like a like a ransom note. Like yeah. the more fucked up the writing, the better. I mean, I'm also just like curious about like her aesthetic now that she's a literal prisoner um on her estate. Because I'm like, do you think she like doesn't want to get like her hair done or doesn't want to get her makeup done or do you or like do, do you know what I mean like mm-hmm. I don't want to comment on Queen Britney in a negative way it. but like she doesn't look good and I'm just like yeah. and it's from a styling standpoint not like a oh like like she's not she's right. obviously beautiful but like I just wonder like I wonder what's going on with like the little peasant tops and the boxer shorts and the chokers and like the extensions that are like I can see the tracks and mm-hmm. it's just confusing I think when it comes to Britney's appearance, here's the, okay, this is She my doesn't theory. really care. She doesn't give a fuck, honestly. Like, there was a long period of time. It's like she went from being this, like, overly, like, always perfect. Yes. Always. From head to toe, literally, like, Barbie doll. Like, mm-hmm. human Barbie all the time. Perfect, yeah. And then you saw her slip into, like, being a little bit more comfortable, like, having her hair in like a ratted bun and like not giving a shit about what she was wearing and then she met Kevin and she felt super liberated by going out in whatever the fuck she wanted and I think that she always had an idea of she always understood the idea that her appearance was so much tied to like who she was because she was Britney Spears Mm -hmm. so like her going out and not being perfect was like a small rebellion Mm -hmm. you know and then it just sort of snowballed. Like, I think that when shit hit the fan, I remember um, this guy, J.R. Rodham, that mm-hmm. she dated. He's, like, a music producer. Mm-hmm. And he gave a bunch of, like, exclusives to all these tabloids about, like, all the stuff that they did together and, like, their sex stuff. Like, really gross stuff. But what he was a very- fucking piece of shit. I know. And he said that she'll go through phases of, like, you know, these highs and lows where she's really, really into her appearance and, like, cares. And then one day she would just be like, I'm not going to shower for five days and I'm not going to like even brush through my hair. And I don't give a fuck that these extensions are hanging on by the end of my hair and I'm not changing my clothes. Like, so she's depressed. Exactly. So she would go through these like physical bouts of depression. And when I think when, you know, when you do that for so long, I just, I honestly don't think she gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. Like, I don't think she cares. And I think she's really cut off from what's considered cool. That's when it true. Comes like, mom. how does she even know? And yeah. yeah, that's a good, that raises a good question too, which is like, did she ever really care about like fashion and makeup and hair and all the shit that she was forced mm-hmm. to care about as Britney Spears? Like, maybe not. Yeah. Or like, even if she did, it's like, it got like sort of taken from her too. Yeah, exactly. It became part of this machine that she didn't even want to be a part of at all. Right. Oh, um, like a symbol of their control over her. Mm-hmm. My final two questions. Oh God. Okay. They're they're sad. Um, do you think we'll ever get that album that got canned? Slash, do you think we'll ever get Britney back? Um, my thought is that one day when everything is said and done and it may be like in two years or it may be in like 10 but like I really do think one day we'll get this like really like we'll get a version of a Britney album that is Mm -hmm. exactly what she wants it to be (gasps) 
And who even knows what that will sound like? But it's, like, so exciting to think that it could happen, you know? Like, literally, (laughs) could I? (laughs) (laughs) I just just want that for her so bad. Like, I just want her to be able to do, like, what she wants to do. I'm literally, like, the YouTube guy. Like, for years, I made fun of that YouTube guy that was like, leave Britney alone. And, like, here (laughs) I am, like, crying at the idea of her being able to make an album that she's proud of. But my God, she's earned it, you know? Yeah, and, like, I remember, not to, like, literally try and make you more sad, but, like, (laughs) I remember when she, uh, when she got married and she had this idea in her mind that she was just gonna, like, go off and she really genuinely thought, like, I'm gonna go on a honeymoon Mm -hmm. and she was writing music and I think she thought that she was gonna release, like, her version of Ray of Light like Mm -hmm. Madonna's pregnancy album you know like Mm -hmm. this like transformative amazing album about like like how she felt about being a mom and Mm -hmm. being a wife and a woman and that got fucking swiped from her like you know like I mean it was like that was never gonna happen um but I've always thought about that you know the idea Mm -hmm. that she had this like you know that what Britney, the the thing that's so fucked up is, like, not to make it about the public, but, like, we were so, she was cheated out of a life, mm-hmm. obviously, but we were so cheated out of, like, the artistry of somebody who could have, like, really impacted the world yeah. in more ways than, like, releasing Warp Bitch. Yeah. Yeah. That's no shade to anybody who loves that song or the album or any whatever. I'm just saying, like, you know. Yeah. And yeah, totally. I think it's like, it's not that I don't love like, uh, like a a pop song about working, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but if she wants to write a song about being a mother or being a wife or being a woman, those are like, Mm -hmm. if if she has any desire to express those parts of herself artistically, like she should absolutely be empowered to do so. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's really sad. And I think that's why people love glory. Mm Because it's the closest we've ever gotten to, well, I wouldn't say the closest uh, we've ever gotten, but it was like the closest in recent years we've gotten to Britney being able to do what she wants. And Mm -hmm. she was lucky enough to work with people on that album who were like, no, I really want to know like what you think and what you want to do and what you want to say. This is not femme fatale, you know? Yeah, actually take her seriously and like honor what she brings to the table as an artist and like as a person. Right. Yeah. It's just like a human being. She's not a doll. Like she's a person with feelings. Just my Mm -hmm. God. My last question for you is we didn't even talk about her fucking boyfriend. Do you like him? He's fake. It's not, it's not to me. He's not not real, real, right? No, I don't buy it either. It's absurd. I can't believe people think that they're like a happy. Jamie picked him. Yeah. Jamie vetted him and was like, okay, cool. This is like the next best thing to like me keeping an eye on Britney all the time. So like just Yeah. Totally hot and like imprison her. He literally, first of all, could they have gotten a more like red flag guy? How do you mean? I mean, just like he looks like a male fembot. Oh, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Like, he's actually a robot that, like, Jamie and Lou Taylor made in, like, a basement. (laughs) Yeah, like, he sleeps in the pantry. Like, he's like, "Mm -hmm." yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> he has to like be rebooted every morning. <gasps> he seems like standing straight up with his eyes wide open with no expression. And then yes. It's like, it's absurd to me. I think it's a joke. And he's a dancer too, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's quote, like how they met. Yeah. And it's not to say that I don't think Britney, I mean, it's like, look, Britney is a very sexual person and mm-hmm. it's not to say that it's like, I, I think she's got to have somebody to have sex with. At so, the bare minimum, she can't fucking do anything else. Exactly. So I do think that he her, he serves a purpose, mm-hmm. but I don't think that he's there out of like the kindness of his heart or because he's in love. I've always questioned that too. And I, and also like, I wonder what their life looks like together. Cause like, he's not under conservatorship. So is he just like, right. Hey, I'm going to go on a vacation with my friends. Um, you can't come see you in yeah. two weeks. Like, and he just leaves her in the tower by herself. Like well, she's literally. literally like Rapunzel. Like, I know he takes the giant key and puts it in the big wooden door and goes clank, clank. <laughs> Yeah. He goes to fucking Cabo. Yeah. Like, I just, I have so many questions about how that air quote, floppy air quote, relationship works. <laughs> yeah. Um, my real last question for you, though, is what do you want for Brittany? Oh, man. I want, I want for Brittany to be able to do anything she wants for, like, an you know, an entire year. If that means, mm-hmm. like, go to another part of the world or record music in fucking Tokyo mm-hmm. or get railed by a bunch of guys. I want her to be able to do it yeah. in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like not fall back into like any sort of addictions or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I really hope that like in a world where she's free, she's able to stay sobsies. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want her to be able to do whatever she wants. And if it means never releasing music again I'm okay with that at this point I really am like I have gotten to the point where I'm like I'm okay with the idea that like I I would rather give up weird robot like idea of Britney than like do you know what I mean yeah I yeah I agree I mean like I don't want to selfishly uh like ingest content that I know she doesn't want to be doing like yeah it, it you know it's like how do you it's hard to enjoy music when you know that someone's being like tortured behind the scenes you know yeah and like the part like the whole gig of like Britney being a great performer back in the day was that she like loved it yeah you know what I mean like she went out on stage and was so um like confident and so sure of herself and loved mm-hmm. performing I don't enjoy watching Finn Fatel Britney give us like just straight up like robotic, dead eyed. I'm like I, I watch that and I'm like, how are people enjoying this? I know. Like it's sick that people are watching this and they like it. They're watching this girl slump around on stage and look le mis. I don't yeah. get it. I don't understand that. Well, because I think Britney, like, I think she also can act especially when she's like singing and dancing. Like I, like Jake and I were just watching the, um, me against the music video, like, uh, yeah. like a couple weeks ago and just like the fucking like fire in her eyes when she's about to like kiss Madonna at the end, you're just like, damn, like she's fierce as fuck. And it, and you really do notice the difference when the fire's gone and she's just doing it because she's like a glorified circus animal at this point. She kind of reminds me of like 
<laughs> I've, I've had like nine different analogies for this over the years but like she's like a she used to be this like well of um just like magnetism mm-hmm. and like we wring it out mm-hmm. you know what I mean like she's like a, a rag that has been wrung to the point of like there's nothing in there now yeah there's no juice left yeah, because like people just took and took and took and yeah, took from her. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Now she's an empty well. Yeah. I wonder, I like to think there's a world in which she could get her sparkle back. I don't know what yeah. that would look like. And I don't even know that we would get to see it because I agree with you. I would be willing to uh, take the hit of us never really seeing or hearing from her again if it meant that she was in a better place. And I think you said this. You're like, I think she's earned the right uh, not to have to be Britney Spears anymore. Yeah. She doesn't want to, you know? Yeah. Or at least, like you said, that version of Britney Spears. Yeah. Like, maybe she literally in 10 years, like, ends up walking out on stage with a guitar and a stool. For Joanne moment. Yes. Yeah. Like, who knows what we have, like, been denied because of her team. So, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever that looks like. Yeah, I agree. I weirdly, I have this, I've said this a million times. I have this weird obsession with the idea of her like going to like a secluded ranch in Montana and doing equine assisted therapy and just like being with horses all day and having like a big dance studio and like a, like a, like a studio where she could paint and just like Mm -hmm. do all the things that like, I mean, I don't know that she likes horses in my mind. I just think she would be good with horses, but like they're like therapy animals. Um, but yeah, I just like the idea of her, her being somewhere that's not fucking LA, which is easily yes. so toxic for in general but especially for her um just somewhere where no one knows where she is and she can be in nature and just like be herself yeah I totally agree I can't believe she's lived in LA this whole like I said that to you the other day mm-hmm. like I cannot believe she's never really left LA I can't believe that she stayed there after I know. everything I can't believe it I know it's it's so fucked up. I like, I can't imagine being in, being her. I mean, like I get overwhelmed. I have fucking 5,000 followers on Instagram and I get overwhelmed sometimes. So it's like, how the fuck does the like most famous person on the planet feel being in a city where everyone knows the most famous people in the world are right? Like, and that's why people come here and that's why people move here. And Yeah, and like driving past all of these places that she's had these horrendous mm-hmm. experiences. Horrible. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I really hope she, I, I, I hope to see her again. I just want to see her do well, you know? I know. I know me too. I just want to see that sparkle back in her eyes. Like, and we kind of had it in 2016. Like, Glory Brittany was so great. And, I really took that for granted because, you know, who knew that it would get so bad, but like, yeah, I don't know. I just, yeah, I agree. I just like, I just want her to be fucking happy. And I think like everybody, that's the one thing that everybody agrees on when it comes to her. Everybody, Mm -hmm. even if they're not a fan of her, they know that she went through a shitty time and they just want her to be happy because she's a nice person. Yeah. Cause she's a sweetie. Yeah. Well, those are all my questions. Oh my God. Like literally could we have ended on a a more sad note? Let's Mm -hmm. let's like end on something happy. What is your favorite Britney album? 
Oh my God. You know me though. I'm like a fake fan. I know, but that's okay. Who cares? Uh, I'm going to say, oops, I did it again because it was such a seminal album for me as a child. I mean, there are videos of me like with my hair crimped, like doing like a, like a little Dina hand, (laughs) like bopping along. And I just remember thinking she was the coolest person in the world. And so because of what that album meant to me as a kid, I'm going to say, oops. Oops. What about you? Um, I'm an in the zone gal. Mm, I love good. in the zone. Yeah, I love like that whole like Britney exploring her Madonna side yes. gig. Yeah, and the, and Toxic is on that album, right? Yeah, all the Britney fans are gonna be like, "Fuck you! Why did you get to do this episode?" <laughs> they get mad. No. But do you remember like being a kid and um, my dad had digital cable, so he had MTV too. My mom did not, and mm. I remember watching like just sitting watching mtv2 waiting for the toxic video to come back on like once it came out i was obsessed oh. i needed to see it anytime it was on every time it was on it was like a full event yes like you said, it was like when it was like when you had to wait for the chance you know the chance moment that your video would come back yes but yeah, of course. Oh my God. Like we didn't me? have YouTube. Like I still, and I think we've talked about this. Like one of my favorite like Friday night activities is to like, just watch a bunch of music videos on YouTube, like nostalgic music videos, because like what a fucking gift that we get to watch toxic or any Britney video whenever yeah. we want. Like we didn't grow totally. up with that. Totally. And also like, even though I always make fun of it, it's like toxic was so fun because everybody liked it. And I was like, Oh my God straight men are finally admitting that they like a fucking Britney song, even though I know that they've liked Minnie before. Yeah. But now this is like the one. This is her crossover song where everybody, everybody likes it. Men, women, black, white, it doesn't matter, old, young. Mm-hmm. Everybody loved Toxic. So that quaked. was just, Yeah, quaked. Really. <laughs> <laughs> well, Trey, thank you so much for having me on to talk Britney. This was like literally a joy, even though I cried. No, thanks for doing this. This was so fun. I've never, first of all, I I wanted to say this at the end so it didn't make you nervous, but you know, I always say that you have late night television host energy. Oh, it's so nice. Which is like huge because I I grew up being obsessed with late shows and like you have late night host energy. Like I knew that this would be fine. I've never in my life come to my own podcast with not a nair note. Not one note, ever, ever. I've never, and I probably won't ever again unless you do this with me. Oh my God, you normally, you normally start an episode with being like, so part three of Christina, I have 28 <laughs> pages of notes and we are going to start here. And I oh my God, it. you guys, part 11 of Christina, we're about halfway done. Mm. Well, now I have such a different appreciation for Brittany because of how much I know about Christina now too. I mean, yeah. just the shit that they were all put through. Your boy oh band episode, part one of Brittany and Justin was so dark, made me sick to my stomach, but I, I know so much now. Yes. I, yeah, uh, I agree. It's like the more, it's so funny. It's like the more that I learn about other pop stars, the more I learn about Britney. That's how fucking psychotic I am. All roads lead back to Britney Jean. And like, <laughs> I don't make the rules. It's just how it goes. <laughs> well, Hannah, do you have any closing thoughts or anything that you want to say about Britney before we end? I'm just, I'm again, who the fuck am I listeners? I'm, I'm not claiming to be the biggest Britney fan or biggest Britney connoisseur on the planet. So don't fucking come at me, but I will say, um, I'm really, I'm really, is it though? Cause the Britney fans are really intense. Um, no offense. It's true. It's 
Um, no, but I, I think with this new documentary coming out, it does give me a sense of optimism that it's like a New York Times documentary on Hulu that's like, no shade to our friends on YouTube, but this is like a very legitimate publication that is trusted in the news that yeah. thinks this is significant enough to talk about it on a streaming service. And to me, I'm going to take that and run with it and see where it goes because, um, yes, we all know about it, but I don't, I haven't seen like a mainstream news source be like, no, 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 we need to tell this story because this is fucked up. Yeah, this is going to be huge. This is like, like you said, this isn't YouTube. Yeah. This is, I mean, her team is probably freaking the fuck out. And I also feel like, you know, they obviously know that this is happening. So they, that video that she posted the other day, I'm sure had a lot to do with it. Wait, which video? The one where she was saying she's fine. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing going on in her life or whatever. Like, I'm sure that that had a lot to do with it, this this documentary. So we shall see. And uh, I'm going to be doing a, I don't know, recap, review, whatever. I'm just going to take a bunch of notes and then come on and talk about it. So we'll see. I'm so excited. You know, I'll be like live texting you during my entire viewing and I, <laughs> I <know>. don't feel <laughs> the need to respond in real time because it's going to be a lot, but I'm so excited to debrief with you afterwards. Well, thank you so much for doing this. This was so fun. Thanks for like kind of giving me the day off a little bit. Oh my God. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and um, free Brittany. <laughs> Tell people where they can find you and your podcast. Um, you can follow me at Hannah A. Brown on Instagram and Twitter. Um, and my podcast is called Not Aspirational with Hannah Brown. And Troy's been on a bunch of times. So you got to check our episodes out. They're really good. Um, also, he was just on a Patreon episode that is getting rave reviews. Um, and uh, <laughs> and if you like Gossip Girl, my friend Tyler Meredith and I also host a podcast called You Know You Love Us where we're recapping uh, Gossip Girl. So check it out. I love you so much. I love you. The dog, I'm, you guys, I'm dog sitting. So the fact that the dog made no noise the entire time, I'm so, I feel so honored and so blessed, but he's doing that thing that dogs do where they, they start opening their mouth and going, (gasps) (laughs) like he wants to bark now, you know? So he's like, I'm ready to start barking again. So I'm going to go, but thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank you. (laughs) Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.